Welcome to Multifamily Rockstars. If you are new to apartment investing or already experienced, you will enjoy this show. You will hear from the leading experts in multifamily real estate so that you can be a better owner, operator, and investor. Real people, real stories, life-changing. And now, your host, Ryan Christopher Newman. Welcome to today's show. Today's guest is Gary Litsky. Gary is a real estate entrepreneur with a focus on multifamily syndications. His company, Break of Day Capital, has $65 million of assets under management. He is the host of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast, the author of Best in Class, and the founder of the Asset Management Summit. Gary, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. So let's jump right in. Um, Gary, walk us through your background. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in New Jersey, just like you. Um, lifelong entrepreneur. You know, during the winters, I would shovel driveways. During the summer, I would uh, detail cars. Um, in uh, in during college, we had a, a restaurant delivery service, kind of like a DoorDash and a Postmates, like they have now. Obviously, I didn't have that vision, but uh, we we pulled that off. And uh, in my twenties, I co-produced three low-budget independent films. Um, and I started investing in real estate at that time, but I didn't go into it full time. I, I, um, I started an after school outdoor ed and leadership development company in Southern California. And I sold that at the end of 2016, we had over 700 employees, another 700 independent contractors. Um, and I, I love what we were doing, but I, I was ready for my next challenge and, and I really, loved real estate. I loved the creative and the business side. And uh, so I wanted to try my hand at that. And I, I just learned as much as I could and started investing in other people's deals and then started doing my own deals. That's awesome. Um, so you recently wrote a book and I see the cover <laughs> behind you there. So uh, tell us about it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, there's a lot of talk out there about getting your first deal, but very little talk about what you do after you get that deal. And we wanted to walk someone through that journey. And so from, from due diligence to renovation management to you know dealing with your property manager all the way through disposition. And so we put everything that we knew on, on paper, you know, also all the, all the things that we learned from our podcast. And, and it also pushed us to be better operators too. By, by putting it all down on paper, you know, it forced us to, you know, to, to tighten up some of our operations and, um, and anyone can use it as kind of like a Bible for asset management. They could go to certain chapters that they want to, uh, to review or understand. And uh, they can also go to our website where we have a lot of free resources uh, in regards to the book as well. Awesome. So, and I know your, your asset management podcast and your book, you know, obviously that's all focused on asset management. So share with us the five tips that you've, you've learned from your journey. Yeah. You know, um, I, you know, measure everything. Um, because if you can measure it, you can manage it. You could, you could see improvements along the way. So measuring data is so important and breaking it down. Don't look at it as a whole. So you know, let's say you've got a vacancy. You're not looking at the property's vacancy as a whole. I want to know what different types of units, you know, the one plus ones are, you know, are some renovated, some not renovated, what, you know, different sizes, what's those, what's the vacancy, what's the occupancy per each one. So I can make adjustments, you know, maybe 
I can raise a rent on pretty much every single unit except one unit type that's not doing well. So breaking it down really makes me be able to make more informed, you know, better decisions. Uh, so, so, so that's, that, that's one. Um, also it, it's, it's, um, we use Google Docs to track everything and, and for everyone to, to, to see it and have access to it. And we write down everyone's name on, on for, e for each task when, when it's due. And that holds everyone accountable because you're not, you don't want to be the one when we come back to our weekly meeting to have not done the task that you're, that you're supposed to do. So the Google Docs is great to hold people accountable and, and to, you know, for people to, to go back and remember because you know, someone might be on the phone and not have access to it while, while we're there or jotting notes on a piece of paper that's going to get lost. So that those Google Docs are, are, are so important. We also like to do um, surprise visits. Um, you know, we're not gonna tell our property manager we're coming by every time. We wanna, we wanna, we wanna see what the property really looks like when they know we're not coming, you know? And, and quite honestly, there have been times where we've been very disappointed we've had a property manager that we've had to fire because she says, you know, one thing and, and it's not getting done. And, and when we go to the property, she's making excuses or, or lying about it. And it's very unfortunate, but you know, that's just not tolerable. You know, we, if there was a reason why it didn't get done, then, then let's talk it through and, it, and, and that's fine, but don't tell us it's done when it's not done. So we, you know, doing those spot checks is, is really worthwhile and not just during the day. We, you know, we'll go by at night. And I know sometimes people, you know, only go during the day, go, go at different times of the day. You, you, you'll be surprised what you see and you want to make sure the property is as you, as you expect it to be run, you know? Um, so uh, for, um, uh, you know, it's, it's KPIs that, that we do. Um, so we connect with the, uh, the software to, with our property management company so that we're able to get um, the data that we need, um, you know, let's say for, for marketing. So we could see, you know, where people found out about us and where we converted. Most importantly, where we converted because we can get a ton of traffic. I think for one of our properties, like apartment guide, we got the most leads by far, but we weren't converting those leads. So it wasn't really a qualifiable tenants. Um, one other, um, I think it was Craigslist that we were getting a lot more conversion. And now we also needed, needed to see a bigger um, uh, data um, to see, you know, if it, if it still made sense, if we, if we took from, from 10 leads, may, make it 50, you know, 50. And, um, so that's really important, tracking everything. Um, because marketing, you can spend so much money. And, and, and if you're not tracking every single, not only the lead, but conversion the whole way through, you just don't know. And so it actually goes back to one of my, my first point about breaking every everything down. Um, number five, um, in, incentivize your staff, you know, you've, you've got to make them uh, you've got to celebrate the wins with them and make sure they're, they're a part of it because without, you know, on these big properties, you're having full-time staff and you've got to keep them motivated. And, you know, if, if they're bringing in 10, 20, $30,000 of NOI or more, 
that's huge when you go to sell it. So you want to make sure that they are able to participate in some of that upside that you're going to be achieving for yourself and for your investors. And it doesn't have to cost you much, but a little bit goes a long way. No, awesome. Appreciate it. And so if we look at turnover, how do you keep your turnover low? Yeah, that's a great question. Building that community is so important. You know, if you're doing community events and you don't have to have it all the time, but, you know, every every quarter, if you're having something, you're, you're building a sense of community. Uh, if the property is clean, um, that's really important. How your property manager talks to residents and, and when you're walking the property with them, you could you could see that interaction or when residents come into the office and if they're creating a friendly environment people aren't going to leave over a 5% rent increase because if they like where they're living. And so that's really important. Um, so you need, you need a really good property manager to, to stay on top of that, to create that community feel. Awesome. Um, if you, you know, for your asset management calls, what, what's the agenda and how long are those calls? Yeah. You know, it all starts with the information that they said to us ahead of time. We have a very detailed uh, worksheet that they fill out as far as new leases, month-to-month uh, -month collections, um, traffic, all these different data points that we, that we look for ahead of time. And so that can shorten our, our phone calls um, to, because we know exactly what to ask. We're not asking all the basic information. We already have that ahead of time. So uh, on a stabilized property, you know, it might be 20 minutes. It could be less on a new property. It's probably going to take 35, 45 minutes, typically, uh, as we continue to work things. And there's, there's, there's CapEx and um, we're, we learn new things about the property. You know, um, we uncover some of the bodies that have been buried, you know. So uh, it's definitely going to be longer in the beginning. And if there's any issues, it's going to be longer. But typically, once we get rolling, it could be it could be 20, 20 minutes. Got it. And uh, you oh, you asked the agenda. Yeah. So so really, we want to talk about um, um, any any uh, wins, any losses, and losses. Um, uh, you know, we're talking about crime, any issues. Um, those are those are the key points. And then we're always trying to be many months ahead, and and that that works on our renewals and and everything else. So we're always trying to stay ahead of the game. So that if something does, you know, a Texas freeze happens or COVID happens, our property is is performing really well, and so we could take take a little punch if if if, if something bad happens. So always being ahead of the game and not we're not focused on necessarily that very day unless there's an issue, but we're we're talking weeks, months in advance. Awesome. Um, how do you use technology in your business? Yeah, Google Google Drive is is one of the things that we use a lot. Um, we also like a, a Trello. Uh, again, it's free too, and so we'll use that for the renos uh, typically, and and for a lot of the tasks that our property manager has. And, and it's really easy to use. You can you just move it along from like to to do list, you know, work in progress to finished, and you can put the details on it. So so we like that. Um, we do use some uh, some WhatsApp as well, but I, I'd say we use Google Drive the most, and and then the the Trello and and Google Drive. It everyone can have access to whatever they need, and it's it's there. It's easily um, uh, they can easily find it, which is which is great because we want to have we want to be able to share that information 
and a nice um, place for everyone. Awesome. So, you know, you live in California, right? And so you buy in Arizona. And I think at one point you're hosting a meetup in Arizona. Is that, is that correct? Okay. Yeah. Are you yeah, still doing that with COVID? We, we, we don't, we were, we, um, we were combining the meetups online, um, which was great. We probably won't go back to the, uh, to the regular meetup, but we were out there every, uh, pretty much every other week. So we figured, Hey, we'll just add the meetup at the end of the day, you know, seven o'clock, take the last flight out. Um, and it was great to connect with people investing in, in the Phoenix and Tucson markets or people that wanted to invest. Um, so, you know, we just, it was just a, a, a nice thing to do at the end of the day, we'd have some, some food and you know, some great networking, but, uh, you know, uh, getting to Phoenix is a, a five hour drive, uh, with no traffic or an hour flight. Okay. So it's easy to get to, you know, Southwest is, is, is really cheap to, to get there. We, you know, jump on a rental car and we're off and running. And I mean, long days, I mean, we'll usually take, you know, 7am flight, get there and off and running and could see 10, I think one day we saw maybe 15 properties and, and that's visiting some of our own properties as well. And, okay. you know, take, take the last flight out and it's one long day or we, or stay over if we have a, a lot of work to do, but um, you know, it's just part, part of the, uh, part of the job. Uh, how do you feel about the Arizona markets now? Are you still bullish? Oh yeah. Very bullish. I mean, the cap rates have definitely um, compressed quite a bit. And so it's great when you're selling, we sold, one property already and we're in escrow to sell another property uh, for great returns for our investors. Uh, but uh, yeah, finding to get another deal. I've been in a bunch of best and finals. I, I, I think there's so much more room to go in Phoenix and Tucson. Cause you, when you look at the data with the, the population growth, the job growth, the rent growth, although the, you know, the rents can't keep going up as crazy as they, they have been. I just think, you know, multifamily workforce housing and those areas will, will continue to be a, a great asset class to invest in. It's like uh, um, you had said earlier on my podcast, it's about buying right. You know, you got to make sure you're buying right and not, you know, not just overbidding just, just to get a deal. You know, I'm never going to, I'm never going to chase a deal just, just, just to say I've got a deal. Uh, it's not worth it to, to me and my investors. It's, it's gotta, it's gotta make sense. No, that's uh, absolutely true. So you recently brought, uh, bought an office asset um, and converting it to multifamily. So tell us about that. Yeah. So the property looks like multifamily garden, garden office. So that was the first thing that attracted to us. And obviously when, when you're shopping for a property in Phoenix and you're seeing, you know, 1980s product go, we're, we're selling ours for well over $200,000 a door. Wow. Um, you We saw this property and it was, we got it for 1.9 million. And from that, we can create 40 units um, because originally it was gonna be 54, but we're kind of, we're taking down one building and we're gonna be building 64 new units. So, you know, all in, we may be at 115 a door and we could easily sell it for 175 a door. So it's just, it's just arbitrage or we could buy it so cheaply. Um, and this is in Youngtown, which is, it's in the Phoenix Metro, but not in the Phoenix city. So Youngtown city has been great to work with. 
Um, we had one meeting after another with, with the mayor, with the, with the city officials, and we didn't have to wait two months for red lines on plans. It was basically a few days they gave us feedback and we made some adjustments per the fire department. And so it's been a, a great process so far. I mean, now we've got the, the hard work of, okay, now we've got to you know, start, start building it out and everything. We'll be starting in about uh, five weeks. So it's almost like three phases. One, purchase the property and, and work on the plans. Then it's the renovation and stabilization of the current units and then the new build. Uh, which will be adding um, uh, 64 units. So at the end of the day, we'll have 104 total units. That's awesome. That's that's true value add. Um, how, how did you find that deal? Yeah, you know, this is, uh, you know, we had been looking at hotel conversions and just weren't finding everything. So we're just, any any broker, any any person that we can get in touch with and one person led to another person, this is a guy that um, he was actually looking to sell this deal um, for quite a while, it had been sitting on the market, um, but we we thought it was well worth, you know, the value that we were getting. So we 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 snapped it up, and um, we had a long escrow period, so we can make sure that we can actually do everything that we that we wanted to do. Um, and like I said, the city was great, and right from the bat, it, the zoning for um, it was commercial residential, and so it was. It, it already was zoned correctly for us, but uh, yeah, just, you know, it wasn't like a major broker. It was a guy like wholesaling the deal that we kind of stumbled upon wow, randomly. That's awesome. but, that's um, yeah. You just got to put so many feelers out there and you never know where your deal is going to come from, you know, for sure. No, that's a good point. Um, let's turn to capital raising. So what's, what's your strategy for building your investor database? Yeah. Do, first off doing good deals because We've done good deals and my investors come back each time and they typically bring another person or two and say, hey, you know, I heard you do, you know, you have great communication, you're conservative underwriting, you do what you, 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 uh, you do what you say you're going to do. And so that helps build my database. Um, then also there's that social media aspect. So uh, I have a podcast, we had our summit, you know, certainly the book, it just lends credibility um, but at the end of the day, you have to good, do, do good deals because there's a lot of people on social media. Um, some are doing good deals and some, some aren't. So you gotta, my advice to, uh, investors out there is vet your sponsor and make sure just because they're on social media, doesn't mean they're doing good deals. So you, you mentioned vet your sponsors. So, you know, part of that is even, even for you, how do you choose, you know, what partners you partner with Gary? What yeah, yeah that's that a process? good question. You you want to you want to get to know them uh, beforehand because I, I see a lot of shotgun marriages out there. People that you know need to raise money and they're they're, they're jumping into bed with people um, that they may not you know know them well enough and they might not be doing things the right way. Uh, so you've got to make sure you develop a relationship with people. Um, there's there's whether it's through meetups and then conferences and whatnot, going to lunch with someone, spending time with that person, you know, are, do they have the same values as, as you, you know, are they going to, if, if you have to take a punch, are they going to put their money in or are they going to run away? You know, like th these are very important questions that you need to figure out. Uh, so you do your due diligence on your partners to do a background check, you know, for, for 50, $75, it's well worth it. 
have they had any um, bankruptcies or, or criminal issues? And, and, and even if they do, they might be a, a very reasonable explanation for that, but you, you, have, to, you have to be willing to dig deep on, on your partners because they're a reflection of you. You're, you're taking other people's money and you, you need to protect that. You have a fiduciary responsibility to really do a, 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 well, uh, a well-rounded background check on, on your partners. Uh, well, well said. Uh, so as we wrap up, what advice do you have for people getting into the business? Yeah, don't be afraid to talk to other people. I, I, I love the, you know, everyone's willing to share information for the most part in this industry, which is really nice. It helped my growth. And I continue to learn from other people sharing their information. And uh, so don't be afraid to, to reach out and ask questions um, use your network, find a mentor that really helps rocket fuel. You don't want to make the same mistakes as, as someone else. If you find a mentor, you could, you could leapfrog those mistakes and not make the same ones. Uh, so, so, uh, definitely reach out and ne never stop learning. I, I, like I said, I'm continually learning new things and the business continues to evolve and change. So never stop learning. Awesome. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, you can go to our website, breakofdaycapital.com. Um, email me, Gary, at breakofdaycapital.com. Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. Please connect. Uh, love to talk uh, real estate. Awesome. Gary, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Multifamily Rockstars. We hope this episode was helpful for your personal and professional growth. For more episodes and to learn more about investing in multifamily apartments, check out lifechangingcapital.com.